1: Recorded live. God bless, God bless. We welcome one to young men, Women and Women in God's Worldwide Ministry to God's Bible study tonight. As we're studying in the book of James, chapter 5, we'll be closing out the book of James tonight. hope well, everyone had a blessed and wonderful day. We thank God again for all he's done and all he will do and he shall do as he blessed us on this blessed day of his. As we always do on young men, women, God's well our ministry, we open up for the prayer. Father God, we thank you once again, Father God. We thank you for just allowing us to breathe your air this morning, Father God, and be able to walk on our own two feet, Father God, in the right mind and <clears throat> in the right health. And, Father God, we ask you tonight to bless us in your word, Father God. Lift us up. Show us the things that we need to see in your word that we may be able to move forward in your word in a mighty way. Father God, we ask that the man of God sit down and let you stand up. Let it be more of you than is in. Also, Father God, we ask you tonight that any spirits that may come across this line or bind the word of God in any form, passing away, Father God, we ask you to, we ask you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, to bind it up right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Again, we thank everyone for joining us on Young Men, Women, and God's Worldwide Ministry As tonight, we'll be in James, the fifth chapter. As we always do, we want to open up and give our announcements on every Monday night. We have Bible study here at 8 o'clock. We'll be moving next Monday into the book of 1 Peter. So please come join us as we open up the book of 1 Peter. Again, join us and bring your friends and tell people about it, that they can come on their phone and just be able to join in in an open-form Bible study where they'll be able to share the word. And as we always say, it be iron sharpening iron. Also, on Wednesday nights, we have God's Revival with our host, Pastor Nadine Riley Washington. Um, The topic for This this revival is the birth of Jesus. Our speaker for this Wednesday will be Pastor Kirsten Gruber out of Virginia. So come and join the woman of God in the word of God. Come and join the woman of God in the word of God. As you will hear, powerful word coming from the woman of God, and we just encourage, we just stretch our hand out to you and say, come and join her and be blessed. On Friday night, we have the open mic ministry at eight, at eight o'clock. Please come join us if we invite different speak coming speakers to come and share word at 8 o'clock on the open mic. Come and join us. I don't know what it's going to be, but maybe by Wednesday night we'll be able to give y'all a name or someone who will be joining us on Wednesday night. And again, on Sundays, we have our Sunday evening prayer. I mean our Sunday evening service, excuse me. And We ask you all to come join us on Sunday night as we venture down into our Sunday evening prayer. We have different pastors coming up from all over the country to come and give a word on Sunday evening, so come join them and share in the Word of God. Get you a double portion of the Word of God on Sunday night at 7 o'clock. Those are announcements we ask you to take heed and follow our announcements as the Spirit leads you. Again tonight Again tonight we are in the book of James, the fifth chapter. When everybody has it will begin, James, the fifth chapter. In James, the fifth chapter, here James wants to talk to us about the rich oppressors for the judge. He says, come now, you rich, weep and howl for your misery that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupt and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver are corrupt, and chromatose will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You are heaped up treasures in the last days. And yet, here James is talking about how so much people oppress those they don't have the riches that they have, and their riches become their god. And he says that that as they have money, and a lot of us need to take heed to that because don't let money change who you are. Because sometimes when you get money, you oppress those that don't have money. I I just ventured in and and was dealing with some people, and all they talked about. That's why you poor. That's why you ain't got no money. That's, a, that's oppressive. When you want to 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 put yourself because you got something and you want to belittle somebody else because they ain't got nothing, you oppress them. And here James talks about this. There's, there's going to come a time of judgment on you that want to be that are rich and want to oppress those that are lacking and don't have. He goes on to say, indeed, the wages of the laborers who mould who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fault and cried out, and the and the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. And he's saying indeed the wages of those those that, that, that work for people and the people tend to want to pay them what they should be paid and hold back. And these people cry out because you're not giving them what they deserve to get. James says here, he says, the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. And he says, that that have have reached God. And let God know how you are pressing them by not giving them what they deserve to get and the wages that they deserve to have because of the work they've done for you. Some of us have sat next to seat that have done work and what we got didn't add up to what we should have got. And here James says that your cry about not having has hit the ears of God. He says, You have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury. You have flattened, fattened your heart as in the days of slaughter, and you have condemned, you have murdered the just, and he does not resist you. Mm-mm-mm. He's telling us that, you know, that when people got money, they live in such luxury and everything, and they see the poor out there, won't even give them a dollar. Won't give them
0: nothing. You understand? Won't reach out to them at all. And we have to understand that. You have to understand that. You can't. You can't look at the trap that what you have,
1: you can't share. Because if you don't share what you have to those that are in need and and you forsake them from having because you got, Go into a Bible study where um the person knocked on a person's door was asking them for something and the person said they didn't have it and they had it. But they didn't want to give it to that person. There's a lot of people in the church they got money. And when they see somebody in need and that person asks or they see that person in need, they won't even give. to help that person
0: out of whatever situation they're in. The God be the It says, therefore, be
1: patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. And see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it for it until it receives it early and latter rain. You also be patient, establish your heart, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. And here James is telling us to be patient. He says, therefore, be patient, my brother and my sister, into the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits and, and, and that's what we have to understand. The farmer waits for the rain and all to plenish his his harvest. And we are the harvest of the Lord. And we need to be able to wait on God. Because the Bible says one thing that God won't let us just star. David says over in the book of Psalms, he says, for David said that he has never seen the righteous forsaking or begging for grace because God will always make a way. He says, seek ye the kingdom of God first and his righteousness and all other things will be added on to you. He says, just do your part. And I'm going to add on you, but wait on me. Be anxious for nothing. But wait on God. He says, "Establish your heart for the coming of the Lord at that hand. Establish your heart. Let your patience be in your heart. Don't be grieving because you don't have. But know that God will make a way for you to have." I'm waiting for God to do something, and and and. and and I see I seen the door opening for it to happen, but now I gotta wait for it to happen. And I got to have the joy in my heart that God is gonna bring what I'm waiting to come to pass to happen. And I just gotta be patient, I gotta wait on it. James says, You also be patient and establish your heart for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. you hear what he just said? Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Don't, be, don't run around grumbling all the time about what this one got, that one got, and talk about this. And going against them because they got you, you don't have, don't grumble. Because if you wait on the Lord, you'll have. If you find joy in them having, then you'll have. Because the same joy that you, that you pour out to them for having, God will bless you in that joy.
0: God will bless you in the midst of that joy. Behold you know, the judge is standing at the door. Mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: You hear what he just said? The judge is standing at the door. That God is standing at the door. And God is watching you. The Bible says over, and we're going to come into it in First Peter. He says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous.
0: God is always Watching,
1: and he's watching. He's standing at the door. He is the judge, and he's standing at the door, watching what we're doing. He says, "My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example for suffering and patience." And you gotta, you really gotta take that because they suffered. If you ever go in the Book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah suffered so that it was just something else for Jeremiah to always be suffering while he was doing the will of God. You're going to suffer while you do the will of God.
0: You're going to suffer. And you got to understand that. But you have
1: patience in your suffering because God is going to show up and he will take you out of whatever you're suffering for. But you gotta wait on the Lord. The Bible says, wait on the Lord. For he shall renew your strength, and you shall mount up on wings of eagles and run and not be weary and walk and not be faint. He said, wait on him, be patient, wait on God. And the Bible says, Those who wait on the Lord, all you gotta do is wait on him and have patience. He says, "Indeed, we count them blessed who endure." We have heard of the preservation of the of Job, and seen the end intended by the Lord. The Lord is very compassionate
0: and merciful. He is.
1: I don't cross every tear, dot every eye, but I wait on God. It stresses me out sometimes because I'm in need. But there's sometimes the, the blessings that God gave me. I messed them up, and I ain't the only one that's hearing this tonight or on this line that hasn't messed up a blessing that God has given. But yet, God still has compassion, and He still shows His, 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 his being merciful over me, and I'll have another. I'll have another chance and another
0: time. And got got to understand
1: And that's why he says that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. That compassion is what, is what works on us, that that even though we don't cross every two, we don't die every hour, we don't do everything, he is compassionate to pour his mercy out on us. One thing he says in the Bible, that my mercy shall endure forever, that his mercy is going to be there. And if his mercy is there, then his compassion is there too. He goes on to say, but above, but above all, my brethren, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. And you got to understand that. You can't be saying, oh, I swear about my mother. You can even say, oh, I swear on the grave of my mother. Oh, I swear on my children. God is saying you can't swear on nothing
0: And you know you can't swear to God. So you see, don't swear on nothing.
1: Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. If nobody don't want to believe, if you said that, no, I don't have the money, or yes, I got the money, and when you say no, they don't want to believe it, and they put you, and then you stand it. well, I swear I ain't got it. no. I don't want you to swear on nothing.
0: Because then He said,
1: if you do do it, He said, at least you fall into judgment. You're going to fall into judgment from swearing. I'm learning
0: something tonight.
1: That i got to make a stand in what I'm reading, and I'm even filtering it in that, I don't swear no more.
0: Because if you can't believe what I'm telling you, then live with it. I'm not swearing. Live with it. The thing that
1: if God does God's, God will will have a need to specify and we need, we need we need to specify the needs that we call on God that we that we need.
0: We need we need to specify
1: He says, if anyone among you is suffering, let him pray. If anyone cheerful, let him sing song. If anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with the oil in the name of the Lord. So he says, if anyone is suffering among you, if anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Amen. You, need go, you need to go into prayer when you're suffering.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: What happens is that a lot of us want to call somebody to pray for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well you need to pray for you. You said, call on
0: Jesus.
1: It's you, is you that is sick. Is you That is crying out to God. It is you that's asking for your healing. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong, but you know what? You need to pray first before you go call somebody else to pray for you.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Yes, Lord. Because there's nothing wrong with having somebody pray with you because the Bible says when two or three come in agreement, God is in the midst and whatever they ask should be given unto them. I don't have nothing. But did you pray for yourself first when you first felt the pain? When I feel the pain was coming off my body, I grab it. Father God, right now in mean, the name of Jesus, stop this pain in my leg. Amen. And then Come I might on now. And, pray along later on, and I might say, Can y'all pray for me? But I prayed for myself first. Amen. Uh, and that's what he says here. James says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing a song. And I I mean, sometimes when you're happy and you're going through, you need to be able to sing. I don't care what song you pick out, I don't care if you start humming. You need to show the fulfillment of your joy. Mm mm mm. Not just behind closed doors, but when you're when you're walking the street, when you're out in the open, you need to know let the people know the joy of the Lord is in you. And one way they could tell when you start singing a Christian song. And that's what the Bible says. It says let him call. It says, Anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church. And let them yes, pray Lord. on him. And anoint them with the oil in the name of the Lord. And, and the thing about it, we don't do this. You know, one time I went to a church and I wasn't feeling anything. And I wanted to do what the Bible says. And I went up and I said, I want the elders in the church. And then people looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, Y'all
0: in not see even. Look crazy like he ain't been reading
1: the Bible either. I look for them for the elders to come. All them people sitting in the pulpit with them, y'all come down and y'all lay hands on me. Y'all pray for me. Y'all anoint my head with oil. I was just in church yesterday and um a friend of mine called me, the pastor called me up, he said, a um, young man came up. He said, he said, come on, pray for him. Amen. I'm looking, I'm looking, And uh-uh. he knew what I was looking for. And he told the, the other minister, he said, oh, give him the oil. You know, I'm not praying for nobody without putting the oil on my head.'
0: Come on now. Oh. Mm.
1: Because that's what the Bible says, and it ain't nothing else. I was at a church, and um, the co-pastor, I'm anointing everybody with oil because we're praying for him, and I go to anoint, to touch him with oil. He 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 pulls his head back in front of the whole church, like I couldn't touch him with oil. then his sister sitting there, and 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 she a prophet. And I asked her, if she want some all on her, on her? She said, no. Now she's going to her brother pull back. Now she don't want that. I said, well, man, y'all ain't. I, I, and then, see, this is when you know people don't read Scripture. Because any time that you going to anoint somebody for what sickness or what they're going through, you have to anoint them. Did I just read it to you? The Bible just said that. He said, Let them pray over him, anoint him with the oil in the name of the Lord. I'm I'm anointing you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because it's Jesus that gave me the authority to take the sickness off you. Yes. It goes on to say, and the prayers of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. So God says that it's your faith that's going to heal you. And it's the faith of the person that's praying over you that's going to connect with your faith and boost it to empower your healing. To, I him to agree. Amen. And then he says, the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. That means that when I lay to have whatever is causing this to happen, whatever sin that's in you or around you, God has forgiven you. Mm. And, and and let me tell you why. Because you have made the effort to come forth. Mm-mm-mm. And announce that you're going through something. You're sick. And the only one that brings sickness on us is the devil. Amen. Amen. That's the only one that brings sickness on us is the devil. Good oh, Jesus. Mm. My God. In the 16th verse, it says, Confess your trespasses to one another. Wow, I'm gonna talk about this for a minute and pray for one of them that you may be healed. Let me tell you something. Find you somebody sometime to have an open confession with. Somebody that ain't gonna tell what you what you what you went through.
0: Oh, my Wow.
1: I've had people in leadership call me, and they have fallen. They have fallen sexually. They have fallen drug-wise, alcohol-wise. Just to confess, and what they love about it is they never hear me talk about what whatever they went through. Amen. And, and that's how it should be. There's not one person in my ministry and none of my leaders can't come and tell me they business and that's just way it stays. They stay right there. Amen. Because it's between me me, them and God. Amen. And now what I want to do after they tell me unless they ask me to for something. I don't give, I don't, if they don't ask me, I don't say nothing, and we go into prayer and we pray over it.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. And that's what it's about, that, that I should have somebody that I can have an open confession with and the things that are going on in my life that I can't tell nobody else. Um, yes, Lord. Yes, and then it says, "Pray for one another that you may be healed." And that's and that's after the confession. We need to pray for that person. We need to pray for each other. You need to pray. See, see, what a lot of people understand. It says, "Pray for one another." That means that if I'm if I'm listening, you praying for me, and I'm praying for you for the healing to take place. Amen. He goes on to say, the effective ferment prayer of a righteous man of their Now let me tell you something about that. Let me tell you something about that. Do Do you know the key word here in this? Can anybody tell me what's the key word?
0: Where, where are you at? In 11?
1: No, I'm in, I'm in 16. 16, 16. And my next point was, is the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man. Available. What is the key word? Oh. Huh.
0: Huh. What is the key word? There's the key word here? The fervent. The fervent prayer. That's, Pray. that's, that's,
1: that's a good word. The righteous. Well, right. That's the key word. The righteous. This is the a fervent prayer of a righteous man of available. He didn't say a man or a woman. He said you right. had to be righteous. Yes. Race standing with God. And where does your righteousness come from? It's your race standing with God, your walk with God. Where where does your righteousness come from? The Bible says that that one time that that he searched and he couldn't find none that was righteous. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So where does your righteousness come from? Your righteousness comes through Christ Jesus. That's that's where your righteousness is at, is in Him, and if He says, if I'm in you and you in me, then we are one. So if He's in you, then you are you are walking and, and you are walking as a righteous person because of Him that's in you. This is why you have to study the the the, the line of things of the elements. That when the Bible says, great is he that's in you, the he that's in the world, where's the greatness in you? What are the elements that make that makes something
0: great in you?
1: Jesus. The elements are the riches of Christ Jesus that's in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you bring them out, they'll, they make you greater than those things that's in the world. Amen. Amen. Yes,
0: Lord. Because we're we're
1: studying we're studying embracing and reaching out for the great for the for the riches of Christ to be in us
0: that makes us great. Wow!
1: It goes on in the 17th verse and says Elijah was a man with a with a with a nature like ours. He prayed honestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. So here, here he prayed, and he saw what he prayed for. Why? Why did he see it? Where did he pray from? The heart. Right. Hey, keyword. He prayed from the heart, and a, whatever, whatever. In the heart, the heart will produce. Influence. Yes, and when it produced, it produced the faith from the belief that what he prayed for would happen. And it took place.
0: Because your spirit controls your heart and your mind. Amen. The Bible says, so is a man thinking from his heart, so is he. So is he. You'll be thinking with no faith um. in his heart. Then you'll be a man walking
1: with no faith. I know mm-hmm. You've got to believe. You've got to have faith. You've got to have hope.
0: The elements. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: They're combined. And they say you prayed. See, and then it was prayer. These things that 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 were in him poured out of him in his, in, in his prayer. A lot of us don't see faith we pray for because we don't really believe. Mm. because if, if I'm reading here that it can happen for him, why can't it happen for me? What am I doing that that's not that that I can't see it? Amen.
0: that's it I should be able to see and the name of Jesus
1: and the Bible says in the 18th verse and he prayed again and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. so that means he came back and after after the three years and six months, he prayed again that it would see rain, that the, that the earth would be plenished again, that it would become fruitful. And it happened. Can so, I mean just because you can you could pray for one thing to happen that that in in, in the same power of your prayer you can switch it around. So all you got to do is believe and have faith
0: in your heart that it will happen. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Yes, Lord, we must have you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know the where the power of, of of the thing to be manifested in your prayer comes from, out of your heart. The Bible says that one thing God does. What does God search on a man or a woman? The Bible says that a man or a woman is searched, and God will search what their heart. Amen. Hmm. My
0: God.
1: I want to talk for a minute as we close this out about bringing back the the error in one. I, I you know we have a lot of people that fall around us that that fall in error. And and we we need to be able to bring them back. You know, you know what gets me about churches today is that if they don't see you in church, it's like it ain't no big thing. I I'm I'm am a I'm an overseer. And you believe this, when when my people finish getting their churches next year, they're gonna be mandated that as they know they're members, and a member ain't in church, they need to call that member or go by that member's house to see what happens.
0: Because you're a shepherd, and if you don't see one of your sheep, you're supposed to go look for it.
1: They said that when, this is, in the Bible talks about there was one Lord, and the shepherd went to go find that one. He left all the rest of them to go find that one.
0: Where are where are those shepherds today?
1: If God ever give me a church, I'll be an awesome pastor. Cause I'm gonna, on, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to their house. I. But, I remember when I started my ministry, I used to go by six people's houses and pray for them and all like that because I ain't see in church. I did see you in church, son. Well, I didn't see you in Bible study, so I came by to see you all right. Amen. Amen. And that should be so. That should be so. If you have somebody in the body of your church is missing, you should be concerned about it. Amen. That's going to read the scripture. It says "Reverend, that anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back. Let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way and saves his soul. death and cover a multitude of sins. Amen. If we know somebody has went back out in the world, we need to go back out in the world and try to get him. Yes. If our brother falls, we don't need to criticize him. We don't need to condemn him. But we need to reach a hand out to bring him back. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Oh, my Lord. I know that's right. I didn't say that, but the word just told you that. Brother, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he has. He who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul. If you go oh, and Lord. you can bring him back, you're going to save his soul.
0: Yes, yes, Lord. Uh, we awesome.
1: gotta wait. We got to wake up. It ain't about jumping up and down when somebody fell and, and 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 wanting to talk about them and criticize them and and and, and make gossip about them. But you you should avoid the gossip and reach your hand out to bring them back. Hmm. Amen. You don't
0: and know what it's going
1: to Some of y'all in the church are so mean. Y'all you you only care about yourself mm, yes, Lord, that's what I mean what the world told us. We should care and care about one another,
0: yes yeah. mm, mm,
1: mm, mm, mm. my lord mm, Jesus, because if one leaves that we can that we can the army of God. Because the Bible says if one can slay a thousand and two can slay ten thousand, how much can three and four slay? Then hmm. so why I'm gonna let you fall and no go get you when I need you so we can slay more. Yes. Then he says from death. Did you save a soul from death? And you cover a multitude of sins. Because you know what? The other part of the Bible comes in where it says love covers a multitude of sins. You just show love. You just showed love by going to get your brother or your sister and bringing them back. That was love. And love will cover a multitude of sins. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. My God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. A lot of people don't come on this Bible study. Sometimes. Because they don't want to hear the truth about the word convicting them about the lifestyle that they are living, seeing that their are child of God.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, now Hit it.
1: Hit that. Because... I' know Sa the Bible study. This Bible study is one of the most awesome Bible studies anybody can really be on. Yes it is. you learn a lot because it's not telling you about anything else but about you mm. amen yeah it's not even it's not even through me. Teaching is not even leaving you a place for an excuse because the thing about it, I'm not making no excuses for myself. And I talk about myself in here. I talk about, I don't cost every tea. I fall short. I'm not making no excuse. And then. Because there's things that we still have to apprehend to do. Mm. I still gotta I still gotta try to kill my flesh daily. Amen. Yes. yes Definitely. I still gotta be anxious for nothing and wait on the Lord. Mm. Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord.
0: You know what I saying? Mm-hmm.
1: Tonight. James, as he closed this out, let us know about bringing back the one from error. Then he tell us about meeting the specified needs. And, and and the specified needs that he was talking about was the specified needs of those that we fellowship with. Mm-hmm. I want to know those who labor among you. When you start knowing people who labor among you, you start knowing what they're going through. And he, then he told us to be patient and preserve mm-hmm. and he, he opened us up with the rich oppressor will be judged. He let us know about the rich people and oppressors, those don't, that don't have. Then he came back and let us know about being patient. Then he let us know about meeting the needs of those standing in the body of Christ. And then he closed it out by bringing back the errant ones, the ones that went in error. And what he did was, he lined us up tonight with instructions on how to be a true woman or man of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Cause none of us cross every or God every eye. But what we can, what we can do, my grandmother used to say, "Just let your goods outweigh your bag." I cannot be no more than what I am in the body of Christ. And guess what? And guess what? I'm just trying to do my best. And that's why he told us let every man and woman work out their own soul and salvation because my best may not be your best. Come on now, say that. But I ain't working on your best. I'm working on my best.
0: Yes. And that's that's what I need to work on. God be the glory. God
1: be the glory. Mm. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Wow. wow. It's an awesome Bible study tonight. Like I said, we closed out the book of James. And um, all I can do is say this, that go back, read the book of James again. Because there were some things that you may need to embrace and bring that application of what you're embracing in the book of James into your life.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: Next week, we'll be going into 1 Peter.
0: Amen.
1: Amen, and, and it's going to get kind of rough because the overseer, the overseer is is looking at the hopefully that um, going into the new year that it will be time for pastor to come back, and I'm here, if, if 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 not, huh?
0: Let's play the school.
1: Okay, so. He'll be coming back going into the new year.
0: Going because, to
1: and we're, we're going to see our works because right now, I want you all to keep the overseer in prayer because I'm looking to take on two jobs. And if, if God really it's going to be a blessing. And I'm mm-hmm. away for my blessing. You know. And a man told me today, he said, Yo, just 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 try to just work work try to work two jobs for about five or six months.
0: Mm.
1: Got to build my capital back up. Amen. And I, I'm really on try we got some We got some stuff in ministry that we got to start working on, and that's our women's conference for next year. And um, we're going to jump on that in January. Right after New Year's, we're going to start having our Saturday calls, and we're going to start putting it together. Um, and, and, And looking to bring this thing to pass. Cause I don't care where I'm working, what I'm doing, we're going to bring this to pass. Amen.
0: Amen. So, again,
1: we, we thank everyone tonight. Again, we ask everyone to join us on Wednesday night with Pastor, our host, Pastor Meeting Riley Washington, as she would be opening up the line for Pastor. Kirsten Gruber from Alabama to come and speak on the birth of Christ. Amen. Um, We'll look for her to give the announcement on who's coming on the open mic. Uh, I think it was another one of your friends that was supposed to come. We asked one and she didn't show, but you were supposed to have asked the other one to come the next Friday. So. Hopefully, this, this Friday it. over here. At yes, this Friday, right, we have a, right. a, a, I won't huh? be able to come on this Friday because I preach this Friday the twenty third. I, I preach. But you can, <laughs> but, but you, but you can send her. She, I'll be there. She, you can send her. No, I, I gave somebody your phone number. I know I shouldn't have, but I did. Is a man? But it's all right. It's, it's all right. An el- yeah. It's an elder? an elder, and he wants to talk to you. Oh okay. Well, tell him to call me speedily. There's a man. Need... He wants to talk yeah. to you. Okay, well, tell him to call me speedily because I need to have somebody in place for Friday night. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna get in to touch with him. I was just with him yesterday, so I'll get um I'll get in to touch with him again. Cause we talked about we can not talk about it. Okay. And he to I gotta remind him because he's like in his 70s. Oh, okay. Well, just just remind right. him and tell him to call me. I'm available all day. Uh, right now so he can get me. Hopefully I'm going to start one of these jobs this week. So I'm claiming it. I'm speaking writing on this line. I'm going to start a job this week. And one of them them is in a church, so I'm hoping that that when I go for the interview to to see this man for the church job that that he just turns it over to me. In the name of Jesus, I'm claiming. Yes, yeah, yeah. we claim and decree, yeah.
0: and Amen. we declare,
1: decree, uh, decree and claim it in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. And it's done. Yeah. So we're just looking forward to that. So again, uh, please join us Sunday. The overseer will be giving the word at seven o'clock. Don't miss it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push <laughs> everybody to come. I know it's Christmas, but listen, you can. You can join. You can enjoy your family. Just put your phone on speakerphone and sit there, or put your earplug in one ear and listen. I will be preaching about Christ Jesus. Right. Christ, they should be going home. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's Christmas. It's Christmas day, so I'm just, you know. They should be going home. Yeah, they I, they should be through with, with doing presents and all that. And, and be able to sit back to hear a word, but um, we're going to be just telling everybody, to your families and just let them sit around y'all on the telephone and hear his word. It's going to be a powerful word.
0: Amen.
1: Well, with that, we're going to, we're going to close out. We're going to pray for all those that uh, are attached to those that they had a desire to go on the line and didn't make it tonight, and those that were on the line. Father God, we ask you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, you said with two or three coming agreement that you're in the mix. And Father God, we thank God that that was fulfilled. Father God, we ask you right now to touch your children, Father. Father God, we ask you to touch them in a mighty way, Father God. You know their needs, their wants, and their desires. And, Father God, we ask that you extend them out to them, Father God. Father God, this is a giving time, and Father God, we ask to you bring unto them and giving to them what is needed at this particular time, Father God. Father God, I know I need a job, and I need it now, and Father God, I know there's so other people that may need healing. They may need to be restored. They may need need to be... they need, They may need... All other things that come in the past, relationships put back together, or, or peace in the relationship, Father God. You know, you know, Father God. They 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 may need they may need strength to be in the relationship. They may need guidance. So your Bible says, Need not to your own understanding, but acknowledge God in all your ways, and He will direct that path." Father God, they may need they may need to see. The power of the word in their life
0: right now. Yes, Lord.
1: Father God, we ask that you render to them as we before we go into this new year. This is the last one. There's only two more weeks. There's only one more week before we go into the new year. Yes, Father God, let the blessings flow in their lives so they can go in the new year with the riches of Christ and the things that are needed.
0: Yes, Lord. Walk. Mm.
1: walk. with.
0: My God. In the mighty
1: name of Jesus. And Father, God, yeah. we thank you. We praise you and we exalt you. And if you you mm. see in the clear of the words that have been spoken, Father God, that you will bring about it as we ask these things in Jesus' name. Jesus said in his word, he said, ask the Father in my name. Yes, and will, Lord. And I will do them. So, Father God, we ask in the name of Jesus for all yeah. that was called out to you tonight.
0: Who oh, is Jesus?
1: That He may bring these things to pass Hallelujah.
0: Before this, before
1: this week is out, Father God. That He may show up and show out in our lives
0: yes, in a mighty
1: Lord. way. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Again, we. Call out to everybody and we thank you all. Please join us on Wednesday night as we always say, Leaving in line. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We love you. We cherish everybody. And as I always say, Leaving in line, smooch this, smooch, you, smooch you. We love you. Everyone have a blessed and wonderful night. Amen. Amen.
0: I'm <laughs> not